Before we can see things, sometimes we have to be willing to open our eyes and actually see what's there before us. That's what I'm going to be talking about today on the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And he's taken a few days off because of his surgery. And also, we need him to recover as fast as possible. Now, the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder, I was talking about elephants in the room. Well, today is going to be an extension of yesterday's program. And if you did not hear yesterday's program and you have access to the Internet, just visit the website, which is truth2ponder.com. Then go to the episodes page. And you can listen to all the episodes there of Truth to Ponder. But I'm going to kind of pick this show up where I left off. But if you did not hear yesterday's show, you're not going to be left out. You'll get my drift, I'm sure. I talked about what some of the elephants were on Monday. But today I'm going to talk about the ability to take the scales from our eyes and see the elephants in the room. Now, at face value, that sounds pretty silly, of course, You'd see an elephant standing in the middle of the room. But unfortunately, in this day and age, we have to realize that we're dealing with masters of deception. Well, first of all, doesn't that describe Satan to a T? The master of deception, the father of the lie. And we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against spirit. This is spiritual warfare, folks. And if you don't figure out that this is spiritual warfare, you're going to have a hard time even seeing the enemy, let alone being able to protect yourself or go to battle against the enemy. If you don't see the problem, and it's kind of like these young mothers that line up to hand their three and four-year-old preschoolers over to a 300-pound man with, with lipstick and a beard that gets off on having children on his lap. That's a sexual fantasy for him or is it her, it, whatever it is, these mothers wanting to be hip and current, they hand their little child over with a smile to someone that I think is a perverted individual and say, here's my baby. They don't see the danger in that. So they haven't had the scales lifted from their eyes. And so you can look north, south, east, and west, up and down, over and through, And once your eyes start to be opened, all of a sudden, you will actually see the things out there that are pitfalls that you need to avoid. And again, I'm going to mention that old fable about the emperor with no clothes. Now, nobody saw the clothes, but they acted like they did because they wanted to be hip. They wanted to be with it. Well, it took a little boy that was honest to say that the man was naked. Then all of a sudden, the people realized, well, yes, the boy is right. So who knows what was going through the head of these people that actually did not see any clothes. Maybe some of them did see clothes. They were so totally brainwashed. That's very possible. But we're looking at a world right now where it just doesn't seem likely that we can get through this fog that they're putting in front of everybody without the knowledge that it is there. If you don't know that there's a big hole in front of you, like let's say someone removes a manhole cover and you're walking down a dark street, if you can't see that manhole cover is removed, there's a good chance you're going to step into the hole and really get hurt. 
And that's what I'm trying to say in this show, is that we have to sometimes ask God to open our eyes to what's out there. Because if we do not open our eyes, and if we do not see what's out there, we're going to get hurt. And so I'm going to be talking about some of the elephants today. I'm going to be talking about seeing the elephants. And again, I'm sitting in for Bob Beerman. We wish Bob Beerman well. And also, we need to keep praying for Bob Beerman. And we all want to see him back very soon, healthy and strong and ready to go. But I do appreciate him allowing me to come in and substitute for him today. And I do realize that the reason people tune in is for Bob Beerman. And I'm one of you. I agree with you. But I'm going to do my best today. And I really do appreciate you tuning in. Well, yesterday I talked about elephants in the room. and. I'm going to talk about that again today because there's so many huge things that are happening worldwide that they're so big it's like not being able to see the trees because there's a forest in the way. And the news media and the big tech and all of the, I would call them usual suspects, are doing their usual horrible job of misinforming the people or keeping silent on issues that we all should be you know, privy to. We all need to know this information. But yet, the news media controlled by the governments of the world, and also by Pfizer, by the way, they seem to just want to keep that elephant right in the middle of the room and somehow blind us to the fact that there's an elephant just stomping everywhere. And I pointed out yesterday, it's not just one elephant, it's a whole herd of elephants. And so if you're feeling a little cramped, If you're a little low on money and maybe your attitude and your mood isn't quite what it used to be and your take-home pay isn't going very far and you go buy a couple little bags of groceries and pay a whole lot of money and also when you see that it costs you more money to fill your gas tank or to do anything else for that matter, then you're feeling the pressure of the elephants in the room that are stomping all over you. So it's time to see those elephants and do something about it. Now, I mentioned this in passing yesterday, and I want to pick up there today, and that's the wonderful work by James O'Keefe with Project Veritas. My hat is off to that man and also his entire group, the entirety of Project Veritas. You know, it's really something that there are people that absolutely hate him, and they hate his organization, and it's leftists and people like that. They just hate him. And they also try to claim that he makes up the things that he is exposing. But how can you make up something that's coming out of the other person's mouth when all you're doing is filming it? Oh, he took it out of context. No, not once have I ever seen James O'Keefe take anything out of context. He's doctoring those videos or he's hiring actors to act like that they're the CEOs and other people that he's that he's quote-unquote catching as they come out and tell what is really going on. There used to be a time long ago in a land far away that what James O'Keefe would have been called is a journalist, an investigative reporter. Anybody that is a fan of the old black-and-white movies knows that at least back in that time period, at least in Hollywood, All of the investigative reporters acted exactly like James O'Keefe. 
they smelled a rat in a story, and they did what it took to get to the bottom of it so they could tell the people. That's exactly what James O'Keefe is doing. That's exactly what Project Veritas is, is old-fashioned journalism. And some people don't recognize it as such because they've never seen real journalism. So, again, my hat's off to Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. I've never met anyone in that organization, nor will I likely ever meet anyone or ever be contacted by them or contact them. And so I don't work for them. I don't know them. But I know a good organization when I see one. So, again, kudos. Good job. Keep up the good work. Now, the elephant in the room, of course, they've exposed lots of elephants in the room, but the latest one, that we have a director on Pfizer, a very high-up person, come out and publicly say that they are doing basically gain-of-function. He didn't call it gain-of-function, but they're modifying viruses so they could come up with the cures and come up with the vaccines and medications. And so they're manufacturing the problem, unleashing it on the public, and then, of course, they ride to the rescue with the solution. That's highly illegal. It's highly unethical. Horribly wrong. That's what they're doing. And, of course, the news media and the government are sweeping that under the rug. But the sheer amount of views, sheer amount of people that watch that, there's no way they're going to sweep this under the rug. And there's another elephant in the room that's a little side note. It might not be quite as big of an elephant, but it's still an elephant in the room. It is starting to come to my attention. And it's something that I hadn't noticed until it started becoming so glaringly in front of my face that it finally just dawned on me that the vast majority of these people that are doing what they're doing worldwide to cause the trouble happen to be from the gay community. I'm not saying that all gays are part of this. But I'm thinking it's very interesting that when you have one person after another after another that are being exposed for promoting different things that they shouldn't be promoting by corrupting our kids or they're guilty of sponsoring or actively making something happen, that they happen to be from the gay community. And so there's an elephant in the room there, too. That for some reason there is a war against normalcy. There's a war against sanity. And in my opinion, the people that are among the gay community, I think they're highly confused. I think Jesus died for them. I think God loves them. But I think God hates their sin. And I think they're sinners. But yet you can't say that because that's discriminating against gays. And I'm not discriminating against anyone. I'm a sinner too. My sins are different than their sins, but I'm a sinner. I'm a miserable sinner, and they're miserable sinners, and I'm going to point that out. But it seems like Satan is using this group in particular to, shall we say, spearhead some of the evil that's going on in the world. So we need to keep an eye on that as well. But we live in a world that is being manufactured for us.
everywhere you look, there's something that is corrupt, that's being steered in the wrong direction to hurt you and to hurt me because they want our money and ultimately they want us out of the way. They want us dead. And I haven't looked into this other elephant in the room, but I'm starting to hear reports that there is a bill that Biden has either signed or is thinking of signing that's going to negatively affect all the seniors in care homes. And as I get more information on that, I will pass that along. But it seems rather ironic that if you're a child in the womb, the leftists and the Satanists are trying to kill you. You're literally a target of these insane people. And now through these absolutely horrible satanic laws that are allowing people to murder their babies in a certain amount of time and calling that abortion. That's just evil. But they didn't stop there. Now they're giving the death jab to infants, small children. And you have a target if you join the military, then all of a sudden you have to have this death jab. To all of the service people that did not go along with in getting this injection that they thought would harm them, not only were they kicked out of the military, now the military is asking for all of their recruitment benefits that they were paid to be repaid. And so we have people in the military that saw heavy action, thinking that they were serving the country that they love. Then they were ordered to get this death jab, and regardless of what reason they had for not wanting the shot, they rejected getting the shot. And not only were they drummed out of the service in a horrible way, now they're going to make them repay money that they received. That's evil. And so we have an awful lot of things happening that are just not good everywhere. The collapse of society everywhere is so prevalent. But when you have a drug company that is trying to manufacture viruses and then come up with the cure for the virus or the treatment for the virus. And then as soon as that one is dried up, they'll just release a new one. We can't stand for this. Pfizer and the rest of Big Pharma has to be held accountable. And then with this World War III that is, in my opinion, already started, all of these elites have been buying places in the Southern Hemisphere whether it be New Zealand or down in South America or off the coast of Africa. They're buying secluded places and they're purchasing islands and they're building bunkers and all sorts of things. And I've been hearing about this for the last five or six years, that the quote-unquote elites were building what I would call a bug-out location. Now, why would they do that in the first place? And why in the Southern Hemisphere? Well, if we do have a nuclear exchange with Russia, it's the Northern Hemisphere that's going to get wiped out. The Southern Hemisphere is going to be a much safer place to be. And so these people that I consider nothing more than rats, that call themselves elites, are setting it up to where they're going to kill a lot of people. But of course, it can't be them. You see, they want to depopulate the world. 
But if you handed them a loaded gun and said, okay, start with yourself, I'm all for it. Let's depopulate the earth, starting with you. There's not one of them that would take you up on it. Matter of fact, if any took the gun, they would just use it on you. These people think that you need to be destroyed. You're the problem. You are the worthless eater. Of course, so am I. But regardless of who they are or how absolutely worthless they are, like the quote-unquote royal family in the United Kingdom, they haven't done anything worthwhile for generations. But they're worthy, you see. They're royalty. Which leads me to a little side trail here. I wish I would have wrote the guy's name down, and a lot of you listeners will know what I'm talking about. They ask a prominent sports person after a game, I think he's a basketball player, I'm not sure, that had a chance to play in front of the royal family, ask how he liked the royal family. And he said, you're talking about Mary, Jesus, and Joseph? And they said, no, no, we're talking about the the British royal family. He goes, well, he says, I only know one royal family. That's Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. And I thought that was the most perfect answer I'd ever heard to any question. So hats off to him. I wish I wrote his name down. I'd love to give him credit for that. That's the boldness we need. And another elephant in the room that really does dovetail into what I just said is the fact that anytime there's someone, especially a sporting event, where someone tries to acknowledge God, maybe they want to thank God for their victory that they had, or they want to expound on how they get their true power, their inner power they get, and they start mentioning their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and cut. Either they have some sort of a mechanical failure, or they run out of time, or they start talking over the top. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, but what about this? They just take it and steer it the other way. And the hatred of God is being on display multitudes of times throughout the day, everywhere you look. But another elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about, what about that statue that they put up in New York City? Supposedly honoring Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Have you seen that atrocity that they put up in New York City? It's absolutely satanic. And they put that up as kind of a goddess type of a statue. And then if you want to start looking at all of the celebrities that are doing all sorts of satanic symbols and all of the historical things that are being pulled down all over and in their place, they're putting up grotesque statues like of this George Floyd and that horrible statue they put up that was supposedly honoring Martin Luther King. What an ugly thing that is. Then getting back to this statue they put up in New York City. It's obvious that the Satanists are feeling their oats, so to speak. They think they're winning. Matter of fact, they think they've won. And so they're putting all sorts of monuments all over the world, doing all sorts of symbols. And when you look at a lot of tattoos that people have, there's an awful lot of satanic tattoos on lots of people. And watching some interviews of different musicians throughout the years that have made it big, I was just shocked at the amount of them that actually admitted with a straight face 
that they sold their soul to Satan to have their success. And I think that is very ironic that it's the group of musicians that claim to have sold their soul to Satan that name their groups things that were real destructive, things that were evil. And then you notice that this whole generation that grew up with that kind of music and grew up with those kind of ideals, they don't name their businesses Joe's Car Wash. They name their business Toxic Car Wash or Wicked Car Wash. Have you noticed all of the names of businesses out there that have the word toxic or extreme or toxic or wicked or evil? in the title have you noticed how many logos are out there of businesses that have satanic symbols in the logo it's out there it's another huge elephant but we don't want to see it so everywhere you look there is basically something honoring satan all over the world and once you see it you can't unsee it and until you see it you possibly never will But once you see it the first time, it opens your eyes. When you see it the second time, then it opens your mind a little bit. But when you start seeing it everywhere you look, it's like having a whole bucket of ice-cold water thrown on you when you're deep asleep. You wake up and you see everything. You're just like, wow, it's everywhere. And I really have to say that there are stages of being awake as far as understanding the situation of the world. The more you do wake up, the more you will wake up. And so if someone has something that they're trying to explain to you and you don't quite understand it, you don't quite get it, instead of thinking, well, they're a kook, I'm not going to listen to them anymore, you might want to take a step back from that and say, and say to yourself instead, well, that person's on a different level. I'm not quite on that level yet, so I don't know what to believe. And then do your own research into it. And that should help wake you up as well. We all need to be as wide awake as possible so we can see all of these elephants. Now, is it a good thing that I go through every day as I'm looking for those things? Now, every day I devote some time for studying and looking into things and watching videos and trying to proof everything I see to make sure that it's accurate. I'm finding out that the more I'm willing to see, the more that God is letting me see. And I know I'm not special in any way, shape, or form. And so I'm sure that's going to work that way for you as well. So what you need to do is start opening your mind, opening your eyes, and letting God expose these elephants to you. And actively ask God to open your eyes and let you see the truth. Because as the Bible says, that we shall know the truth and it will set us free. And one of the things that you have to do to free yourself from being of this world is being able to see the world for what it is and how it is. And that's one thing that I can say that has really opened my eyes. There are things I used to do, things I used to watch, things I used to say, things I used to be, that when God started opening my eyes to one subject, 
all of a sudden it would cast light on another subject. They'd start tying together. And then I could see what was going on. Then I could see what I was doing was absolutely wrong. It was harmful to me. God didn't have to tell me that, but he let me find that out for myself. And I'm going to give you a perfect example. I've always been a fan of boxing. I know that a lot of people just detest boxing, and they don't like it at all. And my attraction to boxing is that it's a one-on-one sport. You can run, but you can't hide. You have nobody to blame but yourself. I would have to say that it's among the elite of sports as far as the buck stops with you. Team sports are okay, but individual sports? I really respect those that participate in individual sports. Well, I started noticing several years ago, a lot of the boxers would come into the ring and they would act disrespectful to their opponents before the fight. Not like in the old days when people would come in with some humility and at least they were trying to be good sportsmen and they showed good sportsmanship. I started noticing that the combatants would come in with an attitude. They'd come in and mock and jeer. And I was thinking, that's not good. I don't like that at all. Then I started noticing that the ring girls that come in, that they've always been scantily clad. They've always been in bikinis or something like that. But now the girls are coming in and acting like they're a floor show at a strip club. And all of a sudden, my eyes were open, thinking, you know, this this is really going downhill. Then the boxers all started getting tattoos all over their body. And you start looking at some of the tattoos, and you see pentagrams, and you see goat's heads, and you see all sorts of things, death skulls. And now I can't hardly watch a boxing match. I really can't. If I see one... Immediately, what do I see? I see something that shows me that either the people involved or the whole production is controlled by Satan. I know that might sound odd to some of you, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Is that once your eyes start getting open, then all of a sudden they open to a whole new world. And I've reached that point to where my eyes are opened. And everywhere I look, I'm not looking for things bad. I really don't. I don't wake up in the morning and say, what bad thing can I find today? No, I'm just the opposite. I'm hoping to find good things. And I do see good things when I look. But it's these bad things that I'm supposed to see. God is revealing them to me. And so I think it would be a great thing for all of us to pray for discernment. And also pray for God to lift the scales from all of our eyes. And before I go on break, I'd like to mention that you can support Truth to Ponder by sending in a donation. And you can go to truth2ponder.com and then go to the support tab, click that, and it'll lead you through how to give money to Truth to Ponder electronically. Or if you want to send in a check or a money order, you'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. You'd mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. 
And on the other side of the break, I'll come back and pick up where I left off. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The one behind the wall. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In the Song of Solomon, the beloved says of her lover, my lover is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, behold, there he stands behind our wall. Interesting. In he, the, the word in Hebrew there is kotel. And in Israel, the holiest place in Judaism is called the kotel, the wall, the western wall that Jewish people pray to as they pray against the wall. It's amazing because that the holiest the holiest site in Judaism is a wall, which is kind of saying something. See, the Jewish people have been walled up to their salvation, to their Messiah. There's a wall between them and Messiah. Interesting, they're praying by a wall. It's a wall between God because of this. But the, the good thing is this. Here's the good news. It says, our beloved is behind the wall. Well, right behind that wall is the Lord. Messiah is waiting with open arms to his people. Right behind that wall. There's a big wall of 2,000 years, but he's right there with his open arms. It's Yeshua, my beloved, is behind the wall. Well, the same with you. You have a wall. You're feeling walled up with God. Maybe your sins, maybe your problems, maybe something, whatever it is. There's a wall between you and God. Well, your beloved is just right there, right behind the wall, waiting with his arms open. Because whatever the wall is, whatever it is, just don't fear. Don't worry. Just break through because he's waiting. Your beloved right behind the wall. Want more? Ask for Israel's Yom Kippur finale on CD. Now, how'd you like to get something to help you have a life of joy and victory in the Lord? Well, Sapphires. It's a super spiritual supplement for a super spiritual walk in the Lord. And the Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You'll love it. It's priceless. It's free. You'll love it. How do you get it? Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to the Jewish people. God's ancient nation, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of the world, uh, over a billion people. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can actually beam the word of God around the world through Shoei Radio. It's amazing. The farthest way you can ever do it. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1, Yeshua-1. Or write me direct at the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Anachem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, the one who stands behind the wall. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. Well, the first half of the show, I was talking more about those proverbial elephants that are all over the room. And I got to ask a question right now. Do you want to see the elephants? Do you want to see what's really going on? Do you want to see the issues that are not only affecting Christians, but just mankind? Do you want to see everything that's really happening? You know, some people might look at someone like me and say, wow, you sure wearing your tinfoil hat. And to that, I'd have to say, I'd rather wear a tinfoil hat than a blindfold. 
Folks, things are really going to heat up and heat up fast. And you're going to have to understand that if you don't choose sides, sides will be chosen for you. And if you try to stand in the middle of the road, the only thing that's going to happen is that you're going to get ran over. Because people in the middle of the road normally get ran down. And make no mistake about it. I think that we are entering the last times. I think that either our generation or generations soon to follow are going to see the Great Tribulation. I think the handwriting's on the wall. The die has been cast. The cards have been dealt. And it doesn't seem like we have anyone sane in the room. Now, I've been waiting for the Antichrist to show up because I have a feeling that times are now really ripe for the Antichrist to show up as, quote-unquote, the Savior of the world. But I really think that we are close to that time. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to start by opening your eyes? And if you open your eyes and actually see what's going on, are you going to do anything about it? Are you just going to get your bowl of popcorn and sit back and watch it play out and just hope for the best? Are you going to be an armchair quarterback and look at everybody else that's out here trying to make a difference and just be critical? That's one thing you probably noticed about my episodes that is that I really respect everybody that's out here on the front lines. I respect Bob Bierman more than I can even put words to. I think the man is an absolute godsend. I think Bob Bierman was put here at this time by God to do what he's doing. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be guest hosting his show. I think Bob Bierman is on a mission. And I clearly see that. And so God has opened my eyes. And I see things. Now, I've decided, personally, that I'm not going to sit back and do nothing. I'm going to do what I can. Now, not everybody needs to have a radio show or a talk show or put out videos. That's not for everyone. God has put different talents in each one of us. And maybe your talent is organization. Maybe your talent is cooking. Maybe your talent is mentoring. But whatever your talent is, use it for the glory of God's kingdom. Put it to good use now. Because what the world needs is you. Right now. To be who you were meant to be. Now is the hour. Now is the time. So you first have to understand. You have to open your eyes. And I want to finish that little rabbit trail I started going down is I'm not critical of Bob Bierman. I'm not critical of Hal Turner. I'm not critical of Alex Jones. I'm not critical of the Health Ranger, Stu Peters. There are a multitude. Owen Schroyer. There's a multitude of people out here that are doing everything that we can. But God has given each of us a different method, a different voice, a different platform, a different message, but we are all on the same team. Each and every one of us is on the same team. And if you listen to shortwave radio, you know that Beth Ann does her best every day 
to try to bring America home. That's what she does. That's her job. And if you listen to Financial Survival with Melody Cedarstrom, she does her best every day to try to help you financially keep your money together. And she spends a lot more time trying to help people on her show than she ever tries to sell anything. As a matter of fact, she'll do show after show and not even mention her business. She's passionate about saving our republic. And you have Pastor Butch, and you have all sorts of voices out there. And we're all doing the same thing, only in a little bit different manner. And I respect each and every one of them. Because I happen to know that each and every one of these people that you listen to are all just average people. I'm just an average guy, average in every way. I know that each of us have a different background, but I happen to know that Pastor Butch is an average guy. Pastor Butch, Beth Ann, Bob Bierman, Hal Turner, all regular people, just concerned Americans. That's all we are. But God has put it on our heart to do something. What is God putting on your heart to do? And if you don't really know what God is trying to put on your heart, I really think you need to take some time and really reflect on that. Pray on it. Give it some time. Don't push it. Ask God what he needs you to be and what you need to be doing at this time. I really think that we're heading into the times of tribulation. And I think we all need to know that we have to swallow our pride. We have to ask for help. We have to buddy together. Do what we can to help each other. But most importantly, we need to be where we need to be. We need to be where God needs us to be, not necessarily where we want to be. And I'm going to use Bob Behrman as an example. Bob Behrman is retired. He works very hard for someone who's retired. All of this pandemic nonsense brought him out of retirement. And I really, truly believe that God has gifted Bob Bierman with a knowledge that few have concerning electronics and radio and broadcasting. Bob Bierman is a national treasure. And it's people like Bob Bierman who are going to, quote unquote, keep the lights on for us as far as information. Because out of everyone I've mentioned, the one person that I don't think they could ever shut down is Bob Bierman. Because Bob Bierman knows radio. The nuts and bolts from the chassis to the tubes to the rectifiers to the diodes to the towers and the wiring and the antennas, the receivers, the transmitters. He knows everything about radios in that manner. And if you gave him a pile of parts, Bob Bierman could build a transmitter. I know he can And I think that that's one reason why Bob is out of retirement. I think Bob Behrman is going to be the go-to man in times of extreme crisis. And another thing I want to say about Bob Behrman that needs to be said is that Bob has a vision, and he sees the same thing I'm seeing. We see it in different ways, but we're seeing the same thing. It's like if you ask two people to describe a tree, Both of them will say it has bark and branches and leaves, but the descriptions will still vary a little bit. And that's kind of how me and Bob are on this subject. We both see the tree, and we can both describe it, but we describe it just a little bit differently. 
but we both agree that we're going to have to have alternative type of communities. We're going to have to band together as brothers and sisters in Christ, and we're going to have to support one another. There is fast coming a time, and I'm saying extremely fast, where you will not be able to trust your grocer. It's not going to be your grocery store owner's fault. And it's not necessarily going to be who packages the food. But right now they're introducing all sorts of livestock vaccination that has this MNRA nonsense. And they're trying to push gene therapy type drugs onto cattle. And there are certain classifications of cattle and dairy being one of the strictest that you have to have all of your vaccinations in order, period. And if you don't have good vaccination records and you can't prove vaccination, there is a good possibility you can have your animals quarantined. And if you're in the dairy business, that means you're instantly going out of business. And so what's going to happen if it's mandated to the veterinarians that they have to use this certain drug that they come out with, which they're going to call a vaccine, and it's also required by law that your herd is inoculated with this, what are you going to do? If you're a producer, you better know the answer to that question. What are you going to do? Well, I can already answer the question for me. And unfortunately, since this is a public radio broadcast, I'm going to let you guess what that might be. I'm not going to tell you. And I'm not going to tell you just for the sake of protecting my herd. But I already know what I'm going to do. But you need to know what you're going to do. And all over the country, there's reports of hens not laying eggs. And they're pointing to certain feeds that are commonly given to chickens that are causing the layers to quit laying. And I've been seeing video after video of different small farmers that haven't had any eggs since like September, which I think is just absolutely nuts. I've never gone a day without eggs. And normally I usually get 7 to 12 eggs a day. And that's in the winter time. But you see, I don't feed my chickens what these other people are feeding their chickens. And they're all saying it's in the chicken feed. And so they have a choice to make on their little flocks of chickens. What are they going to do? But the big question is, is what are you going to do with whatever profession you're in? If you're a doctor, how are you going to handle all of these mandates? And how are you going to handle all of the new information that is coming out almost daily that is pointing to this vaccine as the cause of death for millions? What are you going to do about that? If you're a police officer, what are you going to do about corruption in the police force? And what are you going to do about miscarriage of justice and brutality and abuse that cops are dishing out to common ordinary people? And if you work for the city, what are you going to do about the homeless? What are you going to do about the people that might be living in the sewers of your town? It goes on and on and on. And if you look at it analytically, it's my opinion that it's because of generations of politicians and so-called leaders kicking the can down the road. 
leaving it for the next generation to pay for, leaving it for the next generation to solve. Folks, we are at a point in history where we cannot do that, and we should not do that. There has to be a group of people, there has to be a generation that stands up and says, enough, this ends now, it ends with me. Here and now, this ends. And kicking the can down the road for your children and their children and their children doesn't fly with me. Do not be a part of that. That goes for your church life. That goes for your married life. That goes for your professional life and your personal life your social life, everything in your life, the buck needs to stop with you starting today. All of that pertaining to me is on my shoulders, has to stop starting today. And honestly, when you look over the landscape of leadership, what leaders do you see? Can you point to the Republicans and say, This is our leader. Now, four years ago, that was pretty easy. You could point to Donald Trump. But since then, some things have come to light that I'm not so sure. But in your community, is there any leadership? On your police force or on your fire department or in your department store or at your gas station, whatever you do for a living, is there leadership there? And if there is leadership there, is it godly? Is it honest? Is it just? Is it walking in truth? If it's not, it's time for you to step up. It's time for me to step up. Now, what I decided to do is start a career with podcasting and radio. And my ultimate goal is to encourage you to find out who you are. Because I know what I can offer the world. And I can offer the world just this little bitty sliver of what it needs. It's hardly even anything that could be registered. But I know there are listeners out there that actually do have positions that if they would just do it, could make a huge difference in their community. Make a huge difference to the kingdom of God. And even if you don't think you're one of those people, It's not near as important what you think as what God thinks. And a perfect example is going back to David and Goliath. Did anyone think that David could defeat Goliath? No, not one person except David. And why did David think that he could defeat Goliath? It's because God gave him the courage and God gave him the strength. And through the help of God, did David take care of Goliath. So we're all a bunch of Davids out here and we're looking at these huge Goliaths everywhere. We don't have to say, I don't have enough power to do that. I don't have enough intelligence to do that. I don't have enough money to do that. That's immaterial because God has everything you need. God has all the supplies. 
And if he's calling you to do something, even if it's beyond your means or beyond your scope, don't let that stop you. Because remember, you are David, and you are only advancing through and with the power of God. That's why I say it's so important to get right with God, and so important to understand what God has in store for you. And then you need to do it. You need to be obedient. So I've been talking the last two days about elephants in the room. And someone has to deal with each and every elephant. And the old question is, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. So it might take years. It might take generations. So tell me, what else in your life is important enough that's way too important for you to save your family? What's more important than honoring your God? What's more important than saving your family and your community? What's more important than standing up for your country? What's more important than trying to help your fellow man? What's more important? Oh, I can't do it now. I got a card game. Well, football game kicks off in a half hour, so no, can't do that now. Folks, those days are over. We are living in a period where the rubber truly meets the road. And if you can't see that, you really need to pray that your eyes are open. And when your eyes are open, you have to deal with what you see and deal with what God puts on your heart. I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that you, no matter who you are, that you can make a difference. That you can make a difference. And I also know from the bottom of my heart, you must make a difference. So please consider my words today. We have an entire herd of elephants that need to be dealt with. One elephant at a time, one bite at a time. Choose your elephant, grab your fork, and let's start taking care of these elephants. One bite at a time. Do it in prayer. Ask God how to proceed. Take it to God in prayer and pray about it. And really open your ears and listen for him to answer. And answer his call. And go where he wants you to go. And do what he wants you to do. Just like when Jonah was told to go to Nineveh. And Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. Well, you have to say that Jonah took the long way to Nineveh. But Jonah did go to Nineveh. And so when God calls you to do something, please do it. Not only for God's sake and your sake, but for your family's sake and your community's sake. Because I will always stand on this very firm, that God has you here right now for a reason. And you just need to find out what that reason is. Plug in, roll up your sleeves, and go to work. And I have to say once more, if you don't see some of the things that I've been talking about, 
Be in prayer that God starts revealing things to you and giving you eyes to see and ears to hear. I think that's vital in the upcoming days and weeks ahead. Well, I hope you got something from the show today. I always appreciate coming in and talking to the great audience of Truth to Ponder. And once again, keep Bob Bierman in your prayers. We need Bob Bierman. We need everyone out there that is putting it on the line for all of us. And I include myself here because I am on the radio. But as far as having a track record and being around for a long time, I'm pretty much the new kid on the block, so I don't think I'm really on anyone's radar. But I feel that Bob Bierman is on the radar. I know that Alex Jones is. I know that Hal Turner is. And even with Beth Ann and CSC Talk Radio, she's fallen victim to hackers taking her site down. And I know that Hal Turner and InfoWars and lots of people are having issues of people that are on the other side of things that are trying everything in their power to shut us down. So keep us all in your prayers and support us all. We're all on the same team and we're all doing the best we can. Sometimes it's hard to try to find what God really wants you to do. And sometimes it could be very frustrating. I really do realize that. And so while I'm asking you to step out on the sea and to try to find what God wants you to do, it's not just as easy as just getting up in the morning and saying, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. It takes a lot of thought. It takes a lot of prayer. But what I'm trying to get at is we need to at least strive to be where we need to be. Whether any of us truly makes it where we want to be in our life is very much debatable. And it's also very much debatable if we ever truly get where we want to be in our walk with God. And so while I think each and every one of us has a very important role or we wouldn't be here, I do think that you need to be still and let God be God and let God direct you. And don't try to grab the bull by the horn, so to speak, and direct things yourself. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood here. It's a very much a spiritual warfare that's being waged. The psychological operation that's going on to not only brainwash you, but everyone you know. Matter of fact, I just got an email from a listener who feels all alone. He's taking care of elderly parents who happen to be Democrats and liberals. And he's not. He sees what's going on. His eyes have been opened. And so he's been studying a whole lot to try to find out just what's going on. And his whole family, aunts and uncles, they're all staunch liberal Democrats. And so this poor gentleman is out by himself, basically, trying to spread the word among his family that things are not good. Things have to happen to try to straighten things up. And he's being met with ridicule and rejection. That's one thing that, as Christians, we have to understand that we will get rejected. And if God does tell you to do something, even if everyone around you was rejecting you and rejecting your message, well, that's very biblical that that's going to happen. Because, honestly, how many people survived the great flood of Noah? Not many. 
how many people survived the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah? Not very many. How many people are going to survive this? I don't know. But I don't think it's going to be many. I'm afraid that multitudes of people are not beyond God's help, but beyond our help. And I really do feel sorry for this listener who feels so isolated and alone. And I have quite a few listeners that contact me that I do feel that are very isolated and they feel alone and they feel like they don't matter. And I'm just going to tell you right now that everyone who listens to this program, whether it be my show or Truth to Ponder, you matter. No matter what, you matter. You matter to the great scheme of things or you would not be here. You matter to Almighty God or you wouldn't be here. And you have to understand that since we're wrestling with spirit and it's spiritual warfare, the enemy, which is Satan and his minions, are going to go right for your spirit. They're going to try to break your spirit and break you down. They're going to want to make you feel like you're failing. And that's something that happens quite often, is that we start listening to these negative voices. But those voices that are negative do not come from God. So we need to be in prayer, and we need to pray for discernment. And we need to understand each and every one of us does have a purpose, or we wouldn't be here. And I would ask for you to please support Truth to Ponder. And it's real easy to do. All you have to do is go to the website, which is truthtoponder.com. Click on the support tab, and then it'll tell you how to electronically support this program. I think the world needs the sane and rational voice of Bob Behrman. And so I would ask for you to donate to this program. But if you'd like to donate old school, you can send a check or money order by mail. You would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. You would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510. P.O. Box 510. Chill Howie, C H I L H O W I E, Virginia. The zip code 24319. And your support is very much appreciated. Well, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will be back with tomorrow's program with a whole different topic. Thanks for listening today. We'll catch you all tomorrow. And until next time, stay vigilant, stay strong, keep your powder dry. But most important of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth the number two and the word ponder.com that's truth the number two ponder.com truth to ponder shining the light of truth in a darkening world